0: Let the words
1: of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have heard and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought ought not to have done which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen
0: praise ye the lord
2: the lord's name be praised
0: psalm 145 beginning on page 520 i will magnify thee o god my king
1: and i will praise thy name forever and ever
2: every day will i give thanks unto thee and praise thy name forever and ever
1: Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness.
2: One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power.
1: As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works.
2: So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness.
1: Thine abundant kindness shall be showed and men shall sing of thy righteousness.
2: The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness.
1: The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works.
2: All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee.
1: They show the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power.
2: That thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom shall be might be made known unto men.
1: Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages.
2: The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down.
1: The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season.
2: Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness.
1: The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works.
2: The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him faithfully.
1: He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry, and will help them.
2: The Lord preserveth all them that love him but scattereth abroad all the ungodly.
1: My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name forever and ever.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the first chapter of the book of Ecclesiasticus. The prologue of the wisdom of Jesus, the son of Sirach. Whereas many and great things have been delivered unto us by the law and the prophets, and by others that have followed their steps, for the which things Israel are wisdom, and whereof not only the readers must needs become skillful themselves, but also they that desire to learn, be able to profit them which are without, both by speaking and writing. My grandfather Jesus, when he had much given himself to the reading of the law and the prophets, And other books of our fathers had got and had gotten therein good judgment was drawn on also himself to write something pertaining to learning and wisdom to the intent that those which are desirous to learn and are addicted to these things might profit much more in living according to the law wherefore let me entreat you to read it with favor and attention and to pardon us wherein we may seem to come short of some words which we have labored to interpret For the same things uttered in Hebrew and translated into another tongue have not the same force in them. And not only these things, but the law itself and the prophets and the rest of the books have no small difference when they are spoken in their own language. For in the eighth and thirtieth year coming into Egypt, when Eugertes was king and continuing there some time, I found a book of no small learning. Therefore, I thought it most necessary for me to bestow some diligence and travail to interpret it using great watchfulness and skill in that space. To bring the book to an end and set it forth for them also which in a strange country are willing to learn being prepared before in manners to live after the law all wisdom cometh from the lord and is with him forever who can number the sand of the sea and the drops of rain and the days of eternity who can find out the height of heaven and the breadth of the earth and the deep and wisdom wisdom hath been created before all things and the understanding of prudence from everlasting the Word of God, most High, is the fountain of wisdom, and her ways are ever lines to whom hath the root of wisdom been revealed, or who hath known her wise counsels unto whom hath the knowledge of wisdom been made manifest, and who hath understood her great experience? There is one wise and greatly to be feared, and the Lord sitting upon his throne. He created her, and saw her, and numbered her, and poured her out upon all his works. she is with all flesh according to his gift and he hath given her to them that love him. The fear of the Lord is honor and glory and gladness and a crown of rejoicing. The fear of the Lord maketh a merry heart and giveth joy and gladness and a long life. Whoso feareth the Lord, it shall go well with him at the last, and he shall find favor in the day of his death. To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and it was created with the faithful in the womb. She hath built an everlasting foundation with men, and she shall continue with their seed to fear the lord is fullness of wisdom and filleth men with her fruits she filleth all their house with things desirable and the garners with her increase the fear of the lord is a crown of wisdom making peace and perfect health to flourish both which are the gifts of god and it enlargeth their rejoicing that love him wisdom raineth down skill and knowledge of understanding and exalteth them to honor that hold her fast The root of wisdom is to fear the Lord, and the branches thereof are long life. The fear of the Lord driveth away sins, and where it is present, it turneth away wrath. A furious man cannot be justified, for the sway of his fury shall be his destruction. A patient man will tear, tear, tear for a time, and afterward joy shall spring up into him. He will hide his words for a time, and the lips of many shall declare his wisdom. The parables of knowledge are in the treasures of wisdom, but godliness is an abomination to a sinner. If thou desireth wisdom, keep the commandments, and the Lord shall give her unto thee. For the fear of the Lord is wisdom and instruction, and faith and meekness are his delight. Distrust not the fear of the Lord when thou art poor, and come not unto him with a double heart. Be not an hypocrite in the sight of men, and take good heed what thou speakest. Exalt not thyself, lest thou fall, and bring dishonor upon thy soul. And so discover thy secrets, and cast thee down in the midst of the congregation, because thou camest not in truth to the fear of the Lord, but thy heart is full of deceit. Here ends the first lesson.
0: My soul doth magnify
1: the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
0: Amen. Here
1: beginneth the 15th chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans. But we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, and not just please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself, but just as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in former times was written for our instruction so that through endurance and through encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Now may the God of endurance and comfort give you unity with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Receive one another then just as Christ also received you to God's glory. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and thus the Gentiles glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Because of this I will confess you among the Gentiles, and I will sing praises to your name. And again it says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, and the one who rises to rule over the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I myself am fully convinced about you, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another, but I have written more boldly to you on some points so as to remind you because of the grace given to me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. I serve the gospel of God like a priest so that the Gentiles may become an offering acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord,
1: show thy mercy upon us.
0: And grant us thy
1: salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our
0: And take not thy Holy
1: Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God who art always more ready to hear than need to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, for giving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed,
0: Amen. Good
1: morning, or good evening to all. Start our lessons tonight in Psalm 145, which is uh, the the beginning of the last sequence of the Psalter, and it reflects upon many of the themes of the rest of the Psalter, particularly about God's good ordering of the whole creation, which takes us back to Genesis again, um, how God made the creation good and set all things in their proper order, And that through his ordering of them, which reflects his sovereignty and governance, and also through his provision for them continually, which reflects his goodness and loving kindness, um, that the creation itself becomes becomes a kind of icon of God's uh, of God's nature of the truth about God. And by observing this and sort of contemplatively looking at the creation, one can um, discern certain traits about God. And so the uh, and in the way we in right relationship to the creation we also are learning to live in right relationship with God as well um, and that's how the creation is intended to be as a kind of symbol that um, that you know can help to order our lives by observing it in a, med- in, a in a sort of de- devout and meditative and humble way um, but there's a there's an additional horizon of this that um, that articulates the, you know, the, the things about God's nature and goodness um, that are especially revealed to His ancient chosen people, Israel. And this becomes the content of the Wisdom Book of Ecclesiasticus. Is that the the preacher in it is going to be reviving the wisdom tradition of the Old Testament, specifically Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, and Song of Solomon, um, as well as many of the themes of the Psalter. Uh, to to a new generation, to whom that, they, that those books were not immediately written, and so one of the interesting things about Ecclesiasticus is that you have um, you know Ben Sirach, who is the son of Sirach, uh, where he who he says he you know he, who he says kind of wrote a lot of these wisdom sayings that he's you know going to, to you know propagate this book. Um, he's writing in a time that's about a hundred years before the invasion of Judah by Antiochus IV, that, um, that Seleucid king we, we read about in the book of 1 Maccabees, the one who came in and desecrated the temple. Um, and what um, Ben Sirach is, is, is talking about here is he's talking in, within a historical context of some of creeping culture shift. Um, Judah has been, you know, at this point, conquered at least once by Macedonia. Um, and there is this Greek movement called Hellenization that has come in the wake of Alexander the Great's conquest. Um, and particularly, um, there is a conflicting set of values that don't really easily align with um, with the values that the Torah, the law, um would 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 communicate to those who want to be faithful to god and so and is going to be um sort of retranslating the wisdom tradition for a generation particularly of young people who are being um powerfully formed by this new culture that has come in via class and yet um is going to make a case for them that it is still relevant and still important for them to uh, observe the um, the kind of the culture, the customs, and particularly the covenant faithfulness that their people have always been called to
0: observe by God. Um, and that is
1: revealed um, in doing so in that faithfulness. And that's why this book's prologue is kind of two, has two different aspects to it. The first is um, talking about the wisdom of God um, and that how the fear of the Lord is the, formed by that wisdom. And specifically, fear of the Lord in Ben Sirach's use of it um, is really a, a is a, is referring to a restored relation with God. Um, to fear the Lord, as he speaks of it in this passage, um, draws on some of the temple imagery of, of the of the temple in Jerusalem, um, and it refers to a, um, a a person who can draw near with faith to God. Um, and the fear of the Lord is to um, reverently. Um, and um, with integrity, draw in the Lord and offer oneself and one's prayers uh, to the Lord in that space, um, and that's the that's that's the kind of backdrop to that phrase. In this, is it's actually a relational term, not. Um, as it is in some other kind of religious notions, to fear God is not to kind of cower underneath a rock and hope that the God just kind of floats by and floats over you. That would have been a very Greek notion of wisdom. Wisdom was actually to go pretty much unnoticed by the gods who typically wanted to either exploit or destroy mankind um, in their interactions with them. And so Ben fear the Lord, is to come back into a right relationship with God, reflected in one's kind of pious devotion to God and one's observance of the customs that reflect that. And that to conform the heart to those outward actions ends up being what obedience to Torah is and ends up being what to conform one's life to wisdom is. Um, and so to continue to live out the liturgies of the people while conforming one's interior life to those, the shape of those liturgies, that becomes the significant thing. As we'll learn, though, that this proves this to be a much more difficult project. In the end of the, the letter to the Romans from St. Paul tonight is this reminder that the Holy Spirit, um, who has been sent to indwell all Christians, is actively conforming all of us to the likeness and, and, the, and the character of Jesus Christ. Um, and as a result of that, um, wisdom itself that is embodied in the, in, in the wisdom of God made flesh, is now being enacted by the power of God in, through his Holy Spirit to uh, actually transfigure our lives from the inside out, that we are formed and harmonized with the wisdom of God who is Jesus Christ, the Logos. Uh, and we are being done, that's happening from our inmost, inmost self outward. And so St. Paul says persevere in this because even if the outward circumstances don't always reflect that this is what you have now become, nevertheless to persevere and to overcome temptations to depart from what has been received is to eventually um, come to a place where one has been completely transfigured by that spirit that has been sent to dwell within um, and so what we see in the psalm this kind of observance of, of the creation and one's place in it and then in Ecclesiasticus, a calling back to faithfulness to the faithful conforming of life to that is fulfilled in what we see in the the letter to the romans as saint paul says that which has had been revealed in the past is now not only revealed but is now being enacted and performed within you so that the faithfulness to which you are called is actually the good work of god within your heart that is now being manifested in your outward actions as well and in your communities and ultimately will be reflected in the whole creation. and so that's the connection between our lessons tonight and it's a call just to for us to return again to Jesus Christ, who is the wisdom of God made flesh, to entrust ourselves to the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, and to pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to uh, perform among us the wisdom of God so that we might become wiser and another, enter the whole creation in a way that befits uh, creatures that are made to be like what we're made to be. So a couple thoughts for
0: us tonight. we'll conclude a
1: little bit differently tonight with the prayer of john Chrysostom on page 34 of the prayer book Uh, and as we do let's go ahead and call to mind those for whom we are bringing with us uh, those whom we are bringing with us to prayer this evening let us pray almighty god who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee And just promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. It's a pleasure to pray with you. And thanks to Aaliyah and to Deacon Bob, my co-leaders. Hope you have a wonderful evening.
0: Thank you. Father Hayden.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Great team. (laughs)
0: Yes, thank you for
2: that. Bye-bye.